Yeah. You know what, man? I realized that, uh, so there was a period where I was not smoking weed, um, or drinking since like January. Cause I started to bug out and have all those intrusive thoughts and shit. And that scared me. I, you know what I should have done in the same way that right now when I'm feeling weird about stand up, I think what I should be doing, maybe not tonight, but as soon as possible, I guess I'll have to wait till Saturday in this case. But, uh, when I think when I have a bad experience, like smoking weed or doing something like that, uh, you you should jump right back in immediately. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Don't leave a bad taste in your mouth. Wash it down with some milk.
by the way, I just happened to cross. Mm. Uh, I guess we could start it here. Do you mind? We, uh, no, that's fine. I'm recording. Okay, cool. Uh, well, welcome to Conversations for Our Grandkids. This is the podcast where Seamus and I, uh, Seamus, say hello if you wouldn't mind. Hi, it's me, Seamus. Uh, no, but uh, we talk. We have conversations that we would like our grandkids to hear one day. So that they can know, like, what the fuck was going on with us, and what we were thinking, and why we why we did what we did, and it's a mutual benefit scheme. It's called love, <laughs> grandkids. <laughs> um, I was just gonna tell Seamus that I happened across an article that was like six crazy photographs that you'll never fucking believe about a historical event, and it was uh, the Jonestown massacre. And I didn't realize, dude. Oh, that shit! They were wilding dude, out, dude. Fucking nineteen. I mean, nineteen. Nine hundred and eighteen people died. Because they drank oh, yeah. that fucking Kool Aid, and they like they yep. showed a picture, an aerial photo, and there's like this big barn, and just there's like a halo of just dead bodies around it. A lot of them tried to leave too. <sighs> a lot of them tried to leave, and then like Jim Jones or whatever, he pulled out a gun and started shooting at the people as they were trying to take them on the plane. Damn. Yeah, you got to look into that shit. It's nuts. I didn't it's realize how fucking crazy. Like I thought it was like, oh, it's like you know me and like forty of my close homies. We just drank the Kool Aid. It's like no, no, no. There were like a thousand fucking people there. Holy yeah, they were shit. like, we're out. We're going to go to Africa, and then we're going to kill ourselves, Yeah, and it's going to be dope, and you're all welcome to come. <laughs> Everybody, you can't like leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so that was, uh, that was a strange moment I just had. And uh, also on Facebook, you know, thank God for social media, man, because it, it'll just distract you away from any of the problems that you're currently having. Um, and here's the article that I was just reading before I got or, you know, started recording. It's what is the millennial stairway to heaven? And what they mean by that is like, what's the like a really powerful, awesome song, right? Like stairway to heaven was like the dopest song. Oh, party in the USA. You, let me just let me just run down these fucking these songs for you real quick. I'm not even going to read them all because it's like, are you fucking serious? You know what I mean? We've got Kanye West runaway. That's a good ass song. I'm not going to lie. And, and this is the thing. Like these songs are OK. Wait, Which one's runaway? Um, it's the one with Justin Bieber in it. Runaway love. What? I can't, I can't think of it right now. That's Kanye West? Yeah, that's Kanye West. Wait, what? wait, are you talking about the ludicrous one where the girl's getting raped or whatever? What? No, what the that, fuck are you talking about? That ludicrous song no, where he's I... talking about how sad, how sad this girl's life is. Wait, no, hold on. Keep going. Look I'm it just up gonna look quick. this yeah, up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read these names. You look it up. So, we've got Kanye West Runaway. We've got My Chemical Romance, The Black Parade. Green Day, Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Maroon 5, She Will Be Loved. Are you fucking with me? Are you fucking with me? These are these are our choices for fucking Stairway to Heaven of our generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maps? I don't even know that song. Maps, they don't love you like I love you. That's not the Stairway to Heaven, though, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I don't even know that song. I didn't know Maps It was in, me. like, Rock Band. That's how I learned uh, about okay. it. Okay, gotcha. The Killers, Mr. Brightside. Give me a fucking break. Jesus Give Christ, who fucking... made this list? This list is it's not even like new shit. This is, well, it's for the millennials, man. We're, we're the millennials. Uh, work by Rihanna. It's our stairway to heaven. That's our stairway. We've got Linkin Park in the end. I mean, please, just kill me. Just fucking. Wow. Just kill me. Smash Mouth's All Star. I would vote for that one, dude. I would actually vote for that one. Fucking stairway to heaven. Hey, now, you're a stairway. Kelly Clarkson, since you've been gone. Now, that's that's probably the best one out of this whole list if I were to. No, even then, that's just like a shitty pop song. It's just a shitty pop song. Right, Sneak so, into a room while mama's knocked out. 
trying to have his way, and little Lisa says, ouch. She tries to resist, but then all he does to, is beat her, tries to tell her mom, but her mom don't believe her. Oh, wait Run a second. Away, love. <laughs> is that really, that's really what it is? It's a ludicrous song, yeah, about like a girl like get raped by her dad and like try to run away. It's fucked that's up. That's insane. That's that's our that stairway to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> that's our stairway to heaven. You know that beautiful song about. Uh, what, is that Kanye West or is that Ludacris? Little Nicole was only ten years old. She's steady trying to figure out a world so cold. Wait a second. Why she's not pretty and nobody seems to like her. Alcoholic stepdad always want to strike her. Damn, that's the <laughs> fucking bars, dark. dude. <laughs> bars. <laughs> that's fucking. That's fucking harsh. Was that on the radio? Yes, I think I remember yes. that shit. I think I remember that shit. That, that song came out in. Let me see. Mm-mm-mm. Well, it's only a dollar twenty nine. Um, <laughs> Two thousand six. Two thousand six. Wow. The year of all the stairway to heavens. Jesus Christ, man! I mean, I was looking at this list like I, this is just depressing. Like this is what our generation has to offer for like an emotional like rock ballad, you know, genre. This is this is it. You know, I don't think I've ever been to a party that they haven't played Valerie though. So maybe it's that. Damn, that's a good ass song too. But that's that. Okay, so that was I read all the American ones, and then there's like the UK ones, and they're they're not much better. We have Muse, Knights of Sidonia, Coldplay, Fix You, Snow Patrol. I don't know what any of these songs are. You don't know Fix You by Coldplay? No, dude, I went to school with all black kids. What the fuck touché, is this? Touché. I might know the song. Touche. Um, Snow Patrol, Chasing Cars. That was an alright song. Dude, you know what really makes me feel that way? Whenever some white person I know talks about Weezer, I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is Weezer? Oh, I don't God. know. What, Dude, Weezer is possibly the whitest band of the of the '90s and 2000s. <laughs> Easy. I mean, yeah, not I don't to say know what I don't, the fuck Weezer is. Not to, not to say I don't like them, but uh, definitely some white ass shit. Yeah, so that's our, our fucking musical offering to the next generation. And not to mention, we've got our you know like T Pain and fucking that cast of characters. And now with this fucking mumble rap generation, this fucking blows, man. Fucking blows. Oh yeah. Dude, I only like old school songs like uh, Follow the Drinking Gourd. That's my fucking shit. <laughs> that's, that's my fucking... <laughs> I made that joke. I made that joke in front of a bunch of other comics, and I was like, do you guys get that? Like, could I do that on stage? And a lot of them didn't even know what Follow the Drinking Gourd was. And I was oh, like, damn. Oh, boy. You guys need to go I, back. Look, I don't... I, my my experience has been pretty hyper specific. Like, I don't, I don't know, like... You guys need to go back to African-American history class. <laughs> Yeah, like, did you guys never have to go on a field trip to see a play about Kwanzaa? Oh, because you went to a school with white kids. All gotcha. right, I did. Mm. And guess what? I'm going to celebrate. I don't know what you're... I remember this. I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm going to celebrate Kwanzaa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to light them candles. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I remember yeah, shout out to my friend Sydney. We have a lot of mutual shared history. She listens to the show and she she's just so wonderful. Oh my god. Sydney, you're the best. Um we <laughs> my dad was telling me about Kwanzaa one year cuz he's he's black. So I thought like I was like, "Oh, this is like a black people holiday." So I was like, "Hey dad, like why don't you ever celebrate Kwanzaa?" And he was like, "Cuz it's not a real holiday." Like that's it that is not some shit that I'm Damn. into. Like Kwanzaa is some bullshit that somebody made up in the 70s. And I was like, "Oh, really? Like, wow." I didn't know you. Damn. Like I, th- I thought all black people were down for everything. You know what I mean? That was like, yeah, 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 yeah. My, that was when I started to realize. Like I was like, oh, so my dad like isn't like one. Like he's not just like a. I can't just assume my dad's into something because his skin's dark. Like I got. Have it, you know? seen Get Out though? <laughs> yes. Have you seen Get Out? Yes, I have. 
I honestly, I, I that movie looks good, but I can't imagine that it like does anything to mend the racial uh, tensions in America. If anything, I think it probably makes it worse, you know. And I, I, I saw Beauty and the Beast, and I think they handled racial uh, relations better than fucking Get Out by having an fucking, all white cast. Yeah, I think you're right. They solved no, that problem dude, real finally, quick. Finally. Candlesticks and clocks, they can get along. It's fucking, <laughs> the, the beef is over. They fucking, they fucking settle that beef. Oh, it's fucking touche. stupid, man. Uh, I'll say this. Get Out is a good-ass movie, and I think it does it does a good job of showing, like, what the, like, the subtle racism, how it, like, subtly comes out, and the misconception that a lot of people have, like, a lot of white people, they, they don't, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm friends with black people, like, I don't see what the problem is, but it's like, it's because you've never like got, gotten the side eye from people because you're the the darkest one in the room or whatever, and that shit does happen, and it's it's fucking strange. And I grew up. What it is is it's like you know, you have a white person right, and a white kid walks up to them, and they're like, "Oh hey Johnny, like how's it going? Like you, you know, how's your mom?" And then the black kid walks up, and they're like, "Oh hey, uh, uh, how are you, Jim? How are N-word you, Jim? Jim? How are you doing? Is your mom here?" Oh, okay, well, where is she? Okay, go find. It's like, well, why don't why don't you just have a nice conversation with Jim? Why do you have to speak like he's a retard? I don't know. It's shit like that where no, that's fucked up, man. I, you know what? I, I get. I, I'll admit my my naivete when it comes to that sort of shit uh, because I, I just didn't grow up in that kind of environment. But I would see like with my um my friends and shit, I would see it happen because like I remember I had a eighth grade graduation party, and uh, I invited my best friend Keith at the time. Uh, he was he was a black man, a black man, um, and I invited him uh, to the party with his mom, and they were like awesome people. They were great, um, but my family was like weird about it, like real weird yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. That's what it is, man. It's weird, and especially like I grew up half. Oh, I mean, I'm not that I'm still not, but my mom's white, yeah. my dad's black, so I got to see like a pretty good cut up of you know the different racial you know dynamics i guess from a like a, a third party perspective because i don't really fit into either of those categories and like everybody has fucking made it clear all white people are like this is my black friend adam and black people are like hey what's up white boy <laughs> you know so it's like all right cool yeah. so i don't fit in anywhere but i definitely did see like for example when if i was hanging out with some white kids in the suburbs we could walk into a store nobody would bother us if i was hanging out with eric in the city my friend eric shout out to eric black guy we would get followed around stores. People would fucking, you know, I would notice because I'm like, why are you looking at me so like so intently in your store? Like, I'm not going to steal anything, you know, and it's just like that subtle, real subtle shit. And it's not something that a lot of anybody really realizes except like the people that it's happening to. You know what I mean? Like nobody else. Mm. They're not. The, nobody's intentionally treating anybody else any differently. It's just like if you have like unconscious fucking racism it just comes out a little bit but anyway so get out did a good job of like i mean of course it's a movie so it's like it's kind of over the top a little bit and it's like it's supposed to be that way but um it, it's like a good kind of like a parody of it i guess where like for example <laughs> the black dude walks in to meet the white girl's parents and the dad is like i would have voted for obama for a third term if i could have <laughs> and it's like all shit like that it's like all right why are we talking about obama like you know what i mean i have nothing to no, do with put that put bet on make him feel at home <laughs> yeah, exactly Fucking... exactly yeah 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 i've had shit like that happen dude I, I think that my mom swears that this happened too that at one point um 
I never told Keith this, so if he's listening, I'm, I kept this from you because I didn't want to hurt you. <laughs> uh, but apparently, like, one of my neighbors had issue with him just hanging out at my house and, like, came over and said something to my mom about it. Damn, And she was like, up. what the fuck? <laughs> like, that's fucked up. He's a nice kid. Fuck off. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I get, I get that there's certain stuff I don't get, but, you know... I'm not like one of those white guys. <laughs> yeah, and also Fucking, I think I hate saying shit like that. The, the also the the good thing about it was the attitude of the bl- the main du- black dude was like he's like yeah this is I I'm used to this like it happens all the time who gives a fuck like they're not I know they're not doing trying to do me any harm they're just you know ignorant or whatever that's kind of his his attitude and I like that approach much more than the like social justice warrior like. Uh, well, why would you bring up Obama? Is it because I'm black? Do you know how hurtful that is? I think you should, you know, that kind of, like, outrage. So, I don't know. It did a good job of doing both, where it's, like, it's showing how white people are really subtly racist and how it really does happen. Um, but it also doesn't make it, it, like, it doesn't vilify the white people. It's just like, yeah, they're just ignorant. You know what I mean? Until the end of the movie, man, that shit's fucking. I don't want to get. And then no you spoilers, find out they no were evil the whole time, and they were doing all that shit on purpose. <laughs> no spoilers, no spoilers. But do do well, watch dude, that cause movie because I do. I do some jokes that are kind of fucked up on stage and stuff, but I don't think like the whole point for me. It's almost like um, a meta thing where I. It's like I play a racist on stage, not because I. Am racist, mm-hmm. but because I, a I think it's fucking stupid. To you know, it's just like a dumb. Th- it's like here's what a stupid person would say, right? right That's right. like what a lot of my jokes are. Here's what a dumbass would say. Who's like an idiot, you know? Yeah. And then also, my thing is growing up. Uh, I got so much shit from black kids growing up that I was like, you know what? Fuck you guys. Yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean? Like not not in like a mean way though, but like a like a you know like all right, well you're gonna do that, I'll do this, you know? Yeah. Fuck you. Uh-huh. No, I, until we just start all treating each other as individuals, I'm gonna fucking just do that. Sorry. Yeah, because you grew up in a. I mean, I know. I don't know if we mentioned this before, but oh, you might have actually in the beginning here. But you grew up in fucking all black schools all the way through, right? Until high school, all the way through. I yeah yeah yeah. So it's like it's I mean, not I, like you weren't this. You weren't. You didn't go to like fucking Ryan. You know what I mean? Where it's like all white Catholic and fucking bougie. It's like no. Seamus was in the fucking. <laughs> Seamus was in the jungle. <laughs> Shane was just straight up in the jungle. Yeah, I know Runaway Love, okay? That's a fucking... <laughs> I'm very, very um, familiar with it. No, but the point I'm trying to make, and I don't know if I'm I'm doing a good job of making this point, is that um, I think that you can say really racist stuff and not mean it and, and like look somebody in the eyes and be like hey fuck you you fucking black motherfucker and like yeah. they'd be like yeah you too you fucking piece of shit it's like not a big you know what I mean yeah. like cause it's like I don't really care about that stuff yeah you know what I mean I don't I, actually hate you because of your skin color it's just funny to say because of how ignorant it is it's just like a because that's some fucking shit talk stuff that you learn growing up with black kids yeah, there you sorry go. exactly sorry that is true it's your fault <laughs> you <laughs> taught me this you Black motherfuckers. Yeah. How did you learn this, Seamus? I learned from watching you. You fucking, <laughs> fucking. Oh, fuck that commercial. No, but you know what I'm saying, though, right? No, no, am I, I do. Doing, am I doing any justice to this? No, 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 all? for sure, for sure. I mean, if you can't tell the difference, if you can't allow for the fact that somebody can say something 
that they don't really mean, you're a fucking baby. You know what I mean? If somebody says something racist, that doesn't mean they're racist. I mean, I don't, it's, it's like, it's pretty fucking Yeah, dude, obvious, like my you know? great joke about an all-Asian cast for Star Wars Episode One, uh, Jar Jar Chinks, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Ka-ching. Take that right. And then my the friend, bank. my friend Gene, also he yelled out "Count Gooku," and I was like, "Fuck oh, yeah, nice. this, is, this is great." I mean, after all, gooks do hate spicks, so you got to throw them hey, all in gooks there. Gooks hate spicks. <laughs> Take my word for it. Don't ever get two of them in the same room. Oh man, <laughs> it's like that. That's stupid. It's disingenuous. I'm not. I don't actually. It's just a know, joke. It's just a fucking joke. I'm not like my grandmother who says it not in jest. You know, and even she's not doing it to be mean. She's just like, she's just being like, in her mind, factual. If that makes any sense, no, does that make sure. any sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes We're sense. Like, 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 I'm not saying what she's saying is factual. I'm saying in her mind, these are just facts. Like, right? Yeah. Like my sister apparently like went to prom with some Vietnamese kid or something. And she's going to another dance with him, and uh, my grandma goes, "Oh, is that the Chinaman?" <laughs> and and. Fuck. Uh, my sister goes, he's Vietnamese, Grandma. And I was like, so yes, that's the so Chinaman. The answer is yes. <laughs> so what you meant to say was yes. <laughs> to answer your question, Grandma, that is the Chinaman. Oh yeah, my and then God. she was like, well, because my grandfather fought in World War II in Japan. And she was like, which one of, which one of them was dating a Japanese for a while? And she oh, was like, shit. I told her, I said, uh, I wasn't trying to be mean or anything. I just told her, like, your grandfather would not be happy. And she got so <laughs> mad at me. And I was like, he wouldn't be happy. He'd be pissed. Oh, these are facts. These are facts. These are just facts. That's hilarious. She also fucking asked my brother. My brother, she said to him, she was fucking, she was on point yesterday. <laughs> she was on a whole other level. She said, uh, she said, Augie, mm, Augie, uh, you like that name, Augie? And he was like, yeah, do you? And she was like, no. Oh, <laughs> like, I she was like, no, I wouldn't have named you that. She's on fire. <laughs> she also told him to take his hat off because it might help with his grades. So that's my grandma, everybody. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah, totally logical, totally rational person. Understood. She was like, she was like you should be more like your brother and sister. And my, my brother was like, uh, I'm just like me, though. And she was like, well, that's not going to get you very far. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shots fired. She was, like, you, she was like, you guys can always go down the shore, except for Augie. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Laying into the poor boy. Oh, she my God. Bald. I mean, in, his def- in, in her defense, he was, he was like... He kept trying to like talk back to her and shit. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, it's not. It's never worked. Like, dog, she's you had just, like eighty years of practice at this. Like, you're not. She's gonna gotten win. so good. She's gone through all of us. She used to do this to me when I was like eight years old. But dog, <laughs> you're like sixteen. You gotta not <laughs> yeah. let this bother you anymore. Like, yeah. it, well, she used to make fun of me for being a vegetarian. She'd be like, "Oh, you're skin and bones already. You fucking fuck." And it really bothered me at the time. But now I don't care. Like she's got, she got my sister too. Like she, she one time she said to her, she's like, "When was the last year you brushed your hair?" Like oh, shit, like that. I'm just shit. like, yo, yo she is grandma. hilarious. Yo, grandma, oh, you grew up around black people. <laughs> grandma is funny. No, grandma is a fucking shit talker. She is a fucking shit talker. That's hilarious. But, I guess the point is what I'm saying is that there's a there's a difference now. I guess it, it is hard to tell sometimes because when you're like acting like an idiot, some people might just think you're being an idiot. Mm-hmm. That makes any sense? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're you're doing the same behavior, but the the rationale behind it is very different. Right, and it's it's hard for people to see the rationale behind it. You know, they're just seeing your your words and your actions, and they're like, "Yo, is this motherfucker racist? Like, he just said some racist ass shit." But that's the thing is like, if you dig any deeper, if you get to know, like, let's say you say a racist joke on stage. I mean, and or you and I will, and, and you, yes. Uh, then it takes like 
I don't know, if you were to just sit down and buy Seamus a drink, you would find out real quick he's not like some racist asshole. You know what I mean? It's it's just it's just funny. It's, I mean, it's fucking. And I, there is some subtle racist shit that like maybe Get Out actually does point across. Like I I do find myself like even now always having to justify and be like, oh no, like I'm not actually a racist. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and p- part of that is like it sucks to be like I have black friends. You know what I mean? Like that's shitty. Right. But how else are you supposed to like explain? where you're coming from yeah because basically it's like the the onus is kind of on you to prove that you're not racist it's like it's not even if you did nothing wrong just as a white dude you kind of have to prove that you're not racist in certain situations where it's like well how what's what's acceptable proof you know what i mean and of course the stereotype is like well i have black friends but it's like well i mean what else am i supposed to I have a lot of black friends, you know, like, I don't know. I hung out with black people. I don't know what I'm supposed to say here. Like, I'm down with y'all. Like, what am I supposed to, what, what's going to, what, what are the magic words that you're going to be like, okay, cool, 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 cool. This dude's not racist. <laughs> you know, that's all. I'll say this for. though. I have stopped watching interracial porn. Ooh, that's the first Sorry. step, dude. Does that's that make me racist? <laughs> that makes me racist. <laughs> that's the first step. <laughs> <laughs> they just talk too much. <laughs> Those people. Those people. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh god. Oh boy. Uh, I no, think. Um, honestly speaking, though, I think being aware of the subtle racist shit and being able to, like, you're you're saying it on stage. You're not trying to hide it or brush it under a rug. I think the real problem is when white people are like, "I'm not racist. I'm not racist," and then they're like, "They're they're like, I don't know." They, they try not to acknowledge it. They won't say anything racist. It's like Ram Dass was telling a story about how he grew up, or he, not he grew up, but he was working with this black dude psychiatrist, and he was trained through, like, the super liberal, you know, sphere of society that you don't mention race, you don't really treat them like a person, you know, but because if you say something wrong, you might offend them, that kind of thing. So he spent so much time, like, avoiding this person essentially or at least avoiding like a deep connection and then he said you know that the turning point was he tripped on acid with the guy and he was like oh shit you're just like a person you're just like a person i don't have to see you as a black person first you know like i can just treat you like a fucking human being and uh i think the people who do that like super liberal kind of thing where they try and like hide racism from everywhere you know like don't I don't want anyone to be racist ever anywhere. And if you even sound r- remotely racist, I'm going to stop you. You know, that's the kind of shit where it's like, well, actually, you're, you're the one who's really hung up on race. I think if you're if you're aware enough to, like, tell a joke on stage to be like, hey, you know, that you're not trying to hide it. You know what I mean? You're kind of making a point of being like, I, I, I kind of understand the race situation enough that I know this is offensive. You know what I mean? And that's why I'm yeah. saying it, you know? Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not doing it and being like, ha ha ha, got him. Real, I I want to get these people. It's more so like, cause the, you know, I do this joke about having sex with a girl who wanted to sleep with a guy from every country in the world. Yeah, gross. That really happened too. I, I mean, <laughs> it's a true can story. I just talk about that. I mean, she was very nice. <laughs> she was very nice, uh, but. Man, what a what a terrible thing to say to somebody yeah. while you're in the midst of uh coitus. Yeah, just like, "Hey man, you can enjoy this moment, but I've got big plans. <laughs> I've got I've got I got things on my to-do list, and most of them are in sub-Saharan Africa." <laughs> <laughs> 
Seriously, man. That's fucking That is gross. weird, man. That's like that's just like a bizarre thing to say. That's like it's like, you know, barring like the possibility even of doing that in terms of money and time, like that you would have to really commit to something like that. So to say that out loud as just like, yeah, I'm just going to fuck a guy from every country in the world. Like that's what I want to do. It's like, do you? Why? What is that going to accomplish? That's some really weird shit to say. <laughs> Super yeah. bizarre. It's fucking weird. But uh but I do that joke and then and then I talk about like uh I'm like, you know, I, I did a great job representing America because I came inside of her and then I stole all of her land. <laughs> now, if you don't understand that I'm on your side in that joke, I don't know what to do with you. Right. You know what I mean? You shouldn't be at like, a comedy show. You should not be at a comedy show. Because, like, at that point, I'm acknowledging that they did really fucked up things in the past. I'm, I'm, I'm going like, hey, colonialism was kind of fucked up a little bit, wasn't it? You know what I mean? Right, right. By making it seem like you're on their team, you know, like, ha, ha, ha. and it's like, this is the character of the joke is like the guy who did well for America. It's like, but, but you're, you're subtly acknowledging that doing well for America in this situation is not doing well as a human being in general, you know? Yeah. 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 And if you don't fucking get that, don't, don't, don't go to, don't go to comedy shows, man. That's what I'm saying. People need to fucking lighten up off of comedians these days. Seriously, there's been a lot of fucking. Well, I'm t- I'm talking to other comics specifically you, too. Really, you That's motherfuckers sad. need to calm down. That's sad, man. Comics need to have each other's backs because there's a lot of fucking social justice warriors out there to try and they're just like they follow every comedian just to wait for that offensive or potentially offensive tweet, and then they get to repost it. Like, I can't believe this pig just said this. You know, it's fucking yeah. ridiculous. They're just. They're attacking them for no reason. It's like it's a fucking joke. They're trying. They're comedians. They're trying to like make light of a shitty situation. That's what they're here for. That's what we want them to do. We don't want yeah. them to be fucking uh, like kid friendly. Like that's not. I don't want a fucking kid friendly comic. Maybe for my kids, but not for me. You know what I mean? I'm a very kid friendly comic. Have you ever heard my joke about getting blown by a homeless person? <laughs> Put kids that on lo- PBS. Kids love that joke. <laughs> kids got to know what happens. You know. Oh boy! Kids gotta know a literal cum dumpster. That's what that's what they gotta know about. No, I uh, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about at this point. I just yeah, so that 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 bugs me out a little bit sometimes. But I don't know how we got on that because I just brought up Get Out. But uh, here's a, here's another question for you. All right, I'm ready. Um, I like questions. Unrelated, a little a little unrelated. There's some overlap here, but uh. What the fuck is up with this flat earth shit? Is that oh, coming back? Jesus you, Christ, I, dude. So yeah, I spent I spent the majority of my morning and I never thought I would have to say this out loud, you know, in my entire life, but I spent the majority of my morning this morning trying to convince someone that the earth was round. I just I can't even believe that that's a thing. Shaquille O'Neal fucking Shaq comes out and says he believes the earth is flat. I think Kyrie Irving was the other NBA player. And this motherfucker on Facebook, I don't even want to say his name because I don't even I don't want to bring any more attention to him than he's brought to him fucking self. B O B. Well, no, not B O B, but he's another oh. one. Yeah. <laughs> this dude on my Facebook, he goes, he, it's a picture of Shaq, and he goes like, uh, a lot of people are finding out that the Earth is actually flat. I was like, finding out, fuck off. Anyway, and he's like, uh, so he he goes through this whole list, and of course, people are like, dude, are you fucking serious? Like, what are you talking about? Like, explain yourself, essentially. And he's like, all right, all right, so check it out. Like, and he he lists all these examples, and literally every single one of them already has a scientific explanation that works with round 
Earth and round moon. So like half, like for example, one of his things was, why do we only see one side of the moon, the same face of the moon all the time? And he's using that as evidence that the Earth is flat and the the moon is like a like a disc that's just on top of it. So it's just like floating above the Earth somehow. And uh, so he's like, yeah, we no matter where you are in the country, you can only see the same face of the moon. And I was like, okay, yeah, but that's because when it goes around the Earth, it it turns at just the right rate that the same face is always just facing the earth. It's, it's like spinning perfectly even to the way it's orbiting around the globe so that it never, you, you never see the, uh, a, a different side of it. it just stays. The one face stays towards the, the earth. And it's much easier to, if you can see it, like if you see a model of the moon going around the earth, you'll know what I'm saying, but like it doesn't like, spin. It, it, it doesn't does spin it, that way. It does spin. So it's, normally it, like Seamus you can see my fist when this fist goes around you see how like the side that's facing it now is like my fingers when it goes around here now it's the opening like the the other like another part of my hand that's facing my other hand well the moon is just spinning like this so that the same face is always facing the earth it, it's just like it just happens to be like perfectly in balance you know with the way that it's, it's a little spinning. bit hard for me to 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 imagine I, I, I have you to could, see it but yeah I, if you could see it it would make total sense and he he goes like, oh yeah yeah yeah. They they said that that's a they call that title lock theory, and um, I think that's bullshit. And I was like, well, how is that bullshit? Like, how does that not work? And he was like, listen, bro, what it is is the UN. All right, they want you to think that the Earth is round because then they can control your minds, man. And he goes on to this fuck. Did you read all of that? Because he goes on to this rant about. He's like, you know what, man? They just don't want us. To, they want us to think we're a tiny speck at the edge of a galaxy, you know, in the middle of this big universe. But if the earth was at the center of the universe, that would mean that we're special and that we have a purpose and that this was created for us. And I was like, okay. And he's like, and we are, we are the great I am. That's what he had the nerve to say. And I was like, okay, but why can't we be the great I am on a fucking round earth? What does this, what, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. The yeah. fuck are you talking about? I don't really see the, I, I, just like taking out all the, that argument doesn't really make a lot of sense to me just because I don't think that like tricking us into thinking it's a flat or, or a round earth. What, what is that? What do you, so you're saying that they were right back in the day to like <laughs> fucking kill people who suggested the earth was round and shit. Like, like no, they just had it. They just knew back then. Like that was when things were better. Like, that's, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That was when the society was really enlightened. Yeah. I, I, I don't get it because the whole gist of the argument is that, for some reason, the whole world is conspiring to to make us think that the Earth is round, and I I don't I don't understand I don't understand why you, like you know how much cooperation and effort that would fucking take. I mean, honestly, for every country in the world to come together and and make sure that this lie gets told, are you fucking kidding me? Over whether the Over Earth what? is round I don't or get flat, it. I really don't get it. To to make us think that we're not special, or we are, we are not, we're not. Special. Oh yeah, no, it's to make us think we're not special. Because if life is meaningless, then fuck it, man. Party on and buy and drink alcohol, <laughs> and make sure you buy a lot of stuff because it doesn't matter anyway. That's the argument. It's like that doesn't. You don't have to convince me that I, my life is meaningless in order for me to buy a bunch of shit and drink alcohol. You know what I mean? That it's like a totally fucking. It's so unnecessary. It's so unnecessary. But, bro, if we yeah, were at like, the center of the universe, that would mean we're special and we have a purpose, and that's what they don't want you to think. Are you sure? Or are they just 
being completely fucking honest with when they look up in the sky with their fucking telescopes and they do some math and they measure shit. They're like, oh, I'm pretty sure all this shit's round. Pretty sure all these things are round. And, dude, the other thing, too, is it's the fakest fucking science. None of it ever... It never adds up. Dude, I was infuriated this morning. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I could tell. I thought it was funny. I was texting you, and I was like, Adam, why are you doing this to yourself, man? It's really not that serious. I couldn't help it, man. I was like, fuck. You were were pretty reasonable, like, in your your arguments or whatever. And I, I, you know, this this gentleman in question, I've always thought he was cool, so... I, dude, I I love this dude. Honestly, like we we hung out together in high school because we did like some extracurricular shit. We just happened to be a part of. Awesome guy, lots of fun, cool dude, but confused as fuck. And the problem is, he's not ready. He doesn't want to give up the theory. He, he'll do anything to make this work because it fits his narrative of like, oh, the government's trying to screw us, man. They're trying to pull the wool over our eyes so they can exploit, you know, our fucking human power. But really, we're, we're spirit, man. And that's like, you know, it's like, okay, 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 okay. Dude, Pornhub is exploiting my human power. <laughs> or they have for the past like 10 years. I've been fucking... I've been saving it up, and they getting fucking, crazy and angry. They don't try to convince me that the Earth is flat either. So I, I mean, or round or whatever. They they don't mention the Earth at all in these in these films. Yeah. And yet I'm they're still tapping my human power. So is that a coincidence, bro? I don't I think, think so. Not. Uh, he he brought up how the, come none of these porns ever take place on the moon, dude? They, one of the things <laughs> he said was uh, he showed this video right, and it's like it's just a person. <laughs> It, so the, the flat earth theory, right? The theory is that if if you zoom in far enough, you can see, like, let's say if there's, if you're in the ocean, you can see, like, you know, forever, essentially, because it's flat. But in reality, if you watch a boat, like, going off into the distance, like, directly away from you, you'll see it drop below the horizon after a certain point. I, th- I forget how far away it is. Like, it's like 80 miles or something. I don't know, something like that. He posts a video of a boat that's just really far away and the person zooms in until you can see the boat and it's going sideways. So it's not going any further away from the camera than when it started. It's just going sideways. And they're like, see proof. The earth is flat. I can still see this boat. I was like, Oh, oh, okay. This proves nothing like nothing. (laughs) And I listened to this other podcast one time. This was the only episode I listened to because I was like, this is fucking whack. Cause I was trying to, uh, I wanted to listen to, like, a uh, Mysterious Universe-type show, which is, like, you know, paranormal and supernatural, that kind of shit. Big mistake. Uh, so this they have a Flat Earther guy on there. And, Not uh, a Mysterious Universe. No, right? no, 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 on the okay, other one, yeah. on the other one. And uh, they they go, like, they're asking him, like, well, wh- how did you find out about the Flat Earth? And, like, you know, blah, 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 blah. My cousin fell off of it. <laughs> floating in space right now. A lot of times their their justification is just, like, bro, open your eyes, bro. Does the Earth look round to you? It's like, wow, wow, you, you're <laughs> fucking so ignorant. But okay, well, I guess we'll have to work with this. So this guy, he's saying a bunch of shit like that, right? And this is the thing that blows my mind: is like they never get further, uh, far enough in the in the uh, in their explanation for it to actually make fundamental sense. They're just like de- trying to debunk actual science, right? So they're like, well, if the earth was round, then how do you explain this shadow effect? You know, that kind of shit. And it's like, all right, may- maybe this shadow effect is weird or whatever, but there's a f- shit ton of evidence, a shit ton of evidence that the earth is round. So this guy fucking, he goes, they're like, oh, well, well why do you think, uh, who created the earth? You know, the flat earth. And this guy's like, uh, and this might sound kind of strange or something, but that's, I would call that God. I think God created the flat earth, 
for us. And, you know, it's, it's just, uh, he, he wanted, he's trying to, uh, test us. And if we think that the earth is round, you know, like we don't pass the test, but you know, it, it, we just have to have faith. And like this guy, I was like, okay, 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 stop. So you're trying to debunk scientifically sound, observable, mathematically verifiable data and observations with, oh, well, who, who created the earth? Well, it was a, it's a big explosion in space and then things cooled down and they coalesced together and they were so big that they start and gravity and they're spinning around each other, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's all very well explained by science. His explanation, well, I think God created it. I think he created it like a snow globe for us to live in and just hang out until we like fucking get it, man. And then we have enough faith and he's going to take us, man. He's going to take us somewhere. It's just so fucking dumb. I can't believe we're still dealing with this shit in 2017. I just can't I believe mean, it. Th- that's not that's not the it's not far off from how I see the existence, but the way that they're the 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 frame that they're putting it through, I think is kind of fucking childish. Yeah, like I think I think that so my, the way that I see things now or I feel like I'm seeing things. I, 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 it sucks that I've come to this conclusion because now I feel like I'm kind of boxed into this idea. This is kind of what I was I was talking to you about this before the podcast. But we're we're probably gonna I gotta buy my tickets after we do this podcast. But we're gonna go see Sadhguru in April. Bram, 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 bram. Um, and I'm kind of hoping you can like sort of help me uh, get rid of a lot of my uh, what's the word I'm looking for? My. Uh, perceptions on things not percept you know what i'm talking about like i got i got these models of how the world works set up in my mind but essentially like uh the the idea of like oh it's a snow globe and we gotta get enough faith or whatever blah 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 and then something will happen it's like i kind of i think that it's you know like we are kind of in a fucking snow globe but it's not a flat earth you know what i mean like we're in a fucking we're in something And, and trust me when i i'm with you that like let's say i'll put it to you this way right I'm I'm willing to say I believe in God under strict circumstances, and I don't want anyone mincing my fucking words. I get very touchy about this. But you look outside, you look at the ocean and the earth and the suns and stars and all that shit. That's that's what I would call creation, right? That's creation. That's the fucking universe. There was something in the beginning of of its history that created it, right? Was it a person? Probably fucking not. The odds of that are really fucking slim. It was, you know. It was Shaq, dude. It was Shaq. It was Shaq the whole time. He he visited. <laughs> he tried to shoot a free throw years. and he fucking missed it, and the big bang happened. Oh, he fucking, shit. <laughs> he was guaranteed to miss. Um, he was eating bunch of crunch. Was that him? He used to be on a bunch, bunch of, crunch of crunch commercials. That sounds I familiar. Know. I like a bunch of crunch is my favorite uh, movie candy. By the way, shout out to bunch. Put of crunch. bunch of crunch in popcorn. That's little Ramsey's trick. Little trick. Yeah. Pew, 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 pew. But yeah, no. I uh, I, I think uh, um, there is a way to look at things where like. So there's creation, there must be a creator, right? That's where, like, the idea of God comes from in my head, where it's like, that's what God is, is the creator of the universe. But what does that mean? It could just be, like, fucking pure energy that exploded, and now he's fucking kind of done. He did his thing, or she, exploded into the physical world, and now it's fucking, it's just doing its own thing. I'm not necessarily convinced that if you're like, oh, God, um, let me pray to you, and then God's going to do something, right? I'm not, I'm not so sure about the details about that, but I'm totally with you in the sense that there does seem to be a sense of um, there is a, way, a progression that's happening, like an evolution. There's like a directionality that human beings are supposed to be going. Like we're supposed to be getting better and better and smarter and you know, learning how to control ourselves more, more and learning about ourselves. And, 
you know, and there there is a directionality there. Um, I I'm not comfortable saying like, well, you know, God had that in mind the whole time. Like that's the way, you know, blah blah blah. But I'm with you that it seems like we're on Earth as human beings to like work on some shit, you know, to work on some shit. And it was that God's plan. Who the fuck knows, man? Who the fuck knows if he even had a plan or if he just exploded? But I I do feel like we're here to like. We're here to work on something, and you find out what that something is as you live your life. You're like, oh, okay, so I'm I'm addicted to drugs. Cool, cool, cool. I got to get off these things, you know. And that's like your challenge. And then it's you know I'm an angry person, and I get I lose control of myself when I get angry. So that's that's your next thing to work on or whatever. But I think that's what it is. And then you start, you keep working on all these things, and something happens. And then you can decide when you die and your body explodes just like God's did in the very beginning. And you create your own universe and you can call it anything you want. What was I in a past life? A unicorn. I was probably one of the most oppressed classes. (laughs) 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 Oh yeah, I don't know how we got on that. Oh, flat earth. I was a black lesbian. But anyway, so my thing is, here's my thing. I like Swami Vivekananda because he, in the intro to the book Raja Yoga, he basically says, you don't, you don't have to, you know, don't trust any spiritual thing that anyone says because you can find out for yourself. And if someone says that God is love, don't believe them. Find out. Really, you do the research yourself and figure out if God is love. Now, in the meantime, you can listen to people if he, he gives like a couple criteria where it's like, if it if it matches what we already know, then it you can trust it. You know, like if it doesn't debunk something that we already know. So for him, and I mean most yogis, as far as I can tell, Sadhguru included, it's like science isn't in, isn't in conflict with spirituality in any kind of a way. It's not that like the Big Bang is not in conflict with the idea of there being a god at the beginning. And, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And it created the universe or anything like that. So that's what I, I get confused about where it's like, why, do you, why does the earth need to be flat and us to be at the center of the universe in order for you to feel like you have purpose in life? You know what I mean? Like I, when I think about like the fact that we're like a speck of dust on another speck of dust circling around a big ball of fire, I just feel like I'm so fucking lucky to be alive. I feel grateful for my life. Like that's giving it all the meaning. It's like this shit could all be gone in an instant. Let me go fucking do something with my life. Why do you yeah. need to be the center of the whole fucking universe? Well, I think people are looking for purpose because they're looking for understanding, but it's kind of, it kind of gets misguided and it's sort of like a thing for like, I know, I know, I, I guess I can't speak for everybody, but my experience has been that, um, I tend to get really attached to the things that I identify with. Right. And, uh, I'll have, I, I've had experiences where I've been able only like once or twice that the one that I always talk about is the one that really sticks out to me where I was laying on my bed and I was sort of going through what I wasn't and letting go of it. Like, I am not this, I am not that, I am not this, I am not that rather that because the other route is like, who am I? You know what I mean? But for me, what, what I found helpful was I was like, okay, well I'm not it was at, it was when I was having a really tough time with comedy, uh, and uh, I've been think, thinking about it because I had a really rough night last night. I fucking bombed, ate shit, um, and 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 uh, I was having a really rough time, and uh, and I was like, well, I could just let that go, then you know, like I I, I like doing it, but 
it's not me. So it's I can, not I can me. let it go. I can let yeah. it float away. Yeah. You know? And then I was like, okay, well, what else can I do? And I got able to the point where I was like letting go of a lot of shit. But you forget. I forget. It's easy to fall back into it. And, and it's like, uh, I think a lot of the times when I'm feeling crazy or, you know, most of the time I feel fucking crazy. But when, when, uh, when it gets really bad, it's because I'm identifying with something that's not me. You know what I mean? And you kind of get trapped in your own, kind of get trapped in your own uh, systems a little bit. Like, for example, now uh, I'm I'm in a relationship. I haven't been in a relationship in a long time. Um, the last like actual relationship I was in ended like five years ago. You know what I mean? And right, then it was yeah. just like a fucking vast ocean lull. of nothingness. We'll call essentially. it a lull. <laughs> well, because I really I, you know. I had things here or there, but it was really just a. I've realized recently that that I was very afraid uh, to let anybody back in, uh, because of how bad that shit hurt. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh-huh. For sure. And uh, and my own feelings of inadequacy and everything. Um, so I, I I wasn't I wasn't available. Like I had people. I had this one girl who's actually now dating a friend of mine. Uh, which, which was weird because they both he's a he's a comic uh and they showed up to a show once and i was like oh fuck what's up but like this girl one time she was drunk dialing me and being like i just think you should just take me on a date like just take me on a date and i thought she was cute i liked her she was nice and i was like yeah maybe and they just never did it you know what i mean and there were a lot of situations like that because i was just like no can't let anybody get close to me you know what i mean Uh um like i let you and jasmine get real close you guys were then we moved real fucking far away (laughs) yeah yeah everybody leaves me in the end uh that's some real shit though i mean that's a real fear of mine you know what i mean yeah but uh so it's it's easier to not it's easier to not care about people because then you don't have to deal with the pain of losing them the Mm -hmm. point i'm getting at here is i'm in this relationship now which is which is uh, coming with all these challenges that I did not foresee because I just have not been, I haven't been playing that game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been avoiding that game uh, and and in in a sense doing a disservice to myself uh, by being like, well, I'm not going to make any decisions. You know what I mean? Right. Um, um, but now like uh, uh, I, I find that I, you know, I'm very attached to her very attached to her and i and i find myself sometimes identifying with her to the point where like uh like shit that happens to her is upsetting to me you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh and and like if if we if we are like if we were to ever part ways uh it would be like it would be like it would be like pulling off a band-aid that looks and feels exactly like your skin, but yeah. isn't. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know what you mean. I was going to say, it's like losing an arm or something, you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. It, yeah, I know what you mean. It's like you've got this thing on you that... And I I, I want this to sound the right way, because I feel like every time I describe the, our relationship on the on the podcast, I'm always like, it's painful, but it's not... <laughs> It's not. It's it's great. It's amazing. It's like so cool. It's awesome. I think uh, but the only the reason why you you have to bring it up is because like we were nobody really told nobody really warned us about that really like I I felt the same way where like 
for a long time, I was just like, holy shit, this is like hard. You know what I mean? And of course, there's beauty, there's love, it's magnificent. Don't get me wrong. You know, same kind of thing. But no, everyone told you it was going to be wonderful. They told you love is awesome and that it's, it's, you know, it might be a little difficult. You might have your bumps here and there, but it's like nobody told me I, I was going to be so sad. I thought I was going to die. You know what I mean? Like nobody warned me about that. So if you ask me like, oh, tell me about your relationship, like that pops out in my mind because it's like, well, I didn't fucking see that coming at all, you know? Yeah. And you kind of lose yourself. You kind of lose, you kind of lose yourself in that. And you, and you can do it with other things too. I was just using that as an example because it's poignant to me right now, but it's yeah. uh, people do it with their jobs. People do it with their hobbies. People do it with everything where they, they, they identify themselves as these specific things rather than remembering what what they actually like if they could just stay focused long enough on like i you know like i'm not my body either man there was a point where i cut my hand i I think we talked about on the podcast when it actually happened but i was in such a state that uh i was kind of drunk but uh (laughs) and i was also just feeling really good about everything that uh when I went to the doctor's office, I was like, man, my hand's like cut all the way open, but I'm not in my hand. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. My, my hand's cut. Heal. It'll be all right. That sucks. Yeah. But like, I'm not, I'm fine. I'm just sitting here. Yeah. And, and I forget, man, all the time and everybody forgets. And that's why they want to fucking be like, well, we're flat earth and I have some kind of meaning and purpose and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, maybe there is no purpose. Why I feel like a purpose there's a Muji video about this and this was the video that triggered me getting into that zone where I was able to let go of things cuz I watched it like 3 times in a row something about that video I go back to it all the time Muji's uh thing on having a purpose having a purpose is kind of a burden man Yeah cuz when cuz what's your purpose oh my purpose is you know to be a a whatever you know I'm here to save the earth Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. That's a good. Now one. you saved the earth. Why are you still here? You yeah, I mean? that's a good point. You know what I mean? Like, like what the a purpose? It's a, uh, it's tough, man. It's very hard, and it's like for me, I, 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 uh, part of me is afraid of getting too attached to things. You know what I mean? Because part of me is afraid of getting lost in the things that I'm attached to. Part of me is afraid of like if I identify too strongly as a comedian or if I identify too strongly as a boyfriend or a this or a that I will forget that I am not I am not those things yeah you know at the base level I'm not I'm none of those things <laughs> yeah because I'm sitting here looking at me being a boyfriend so I can't just be a boyfriend I'm look I can watch myself be a comedian so I'm I'm watching the comedian be a comedian, and I'm sitting back watching. So I'm not the comedian either, even though that's, it's happening with my body and my mind is being used. It's like, that's clearly not me either. So, yeah, and there is like a, yeah, it's kind of hard to describe, but there is a direct suffering that happens when you forget that you're not the like you're not those things. And it's hard, you know, I guess maybe... I mean, we spent so much time trying to, you know, t- talking about this shit, you know, on the mic or and off the mic, really, um, that it's like when when, I, when I'm talking about the self, like wh- what I am, who, like, you know, who I am, it, it, it gets pretty 
intense, man, because it's like, it's like you're saying, like, there's anything that's yours can't be you. So your body is not you. And people freak out when they get injured because they're, they're confused and they're saying like, oh, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm hurting. It's like, well, no, your body is hurting. You're experiencing pain in your mind, but you're not hurt. You're, you're watching the pain happen. You can feel the pain, but that's not you. You can see your arm. You can feel your arm, but you're not, your, you're not actually your arm. You know, you're something else. And what is that thing? That's the great fucking mystery, you know? That's the great mystery. And the closer you get to, to knowing what the self is, the true, actual, just with... Like, the other thing that I think about, the way I think about it is, if you just sit down and don't do anything, and you don't think, you don't move, nothing... And you just you just be yourself in the purest sense, where you're not doing anything, you're not trying anything, you're just sitting and doing nothing. What's left is what your is yourself, you know, because there's nothing else left. If you're not doing anything, it's like if you have 45 apples, you take away 44 of them. That one apple that's or like the or let's say I'll put it to you this way: you have a basket of apples, right? And you you walk around thinking I'm a basket of apples, but really, if you empty out all the apples. You're the basket, you know what I mean? You're the thing that's holding all of this other stuff, and you don't really, you can forget it if you keep carrying basket or apples in your basket, and you never take them out, you can forget so easily that you're actually the basket, and you drop an apple, and you're like, oh my god, not my apple, oh dear lord, my apple, oh my god, it's like, all right, but you're not even the apple, like, who gives a fuck about the fucking apple, you're the basket, you're the basket. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's where the suffering comes from, is like, you know, you get confused, and it's like, you get confused and it's just like you said you identify with something so you identify with your body and when you when you break your leg you, oh god i'm suffering i'm in pain and you know you're crying and the world is over and what if my leg doesn't work again and all this shit but if if you were able to d- remember who, that who you are in that moment it would be more like oh shit my leg's broken i should probably get that go to a doctor you know like look 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 at that pain that's some fucking intense pain right there you know holy shit that really that really fucking hurts but you don't get confused and think like Oh, that's me. I'm hurting, you know? And it's such a subtle difference, but it it makes a world of difference. And the, the, when you get to really see it is like, like you're saying, the times when you're able to be like, oh, oh, this is me. This is me. And I can't really describe it very well, but I sometimes I, I get into it's, a state it, of consciousness <laughs> where it's like, I don't know what it is that is me, but I know when I'm I right. Know and, right. and it's frustrating because now I want to <laughs> I want to talk about it, but I'm not speaking from that place. So I can't really I'm nothing I say is going to do it any justice. justice because I can't because it's not I'm not I'm, I'm being Seamus right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. As soon as you open your mouth to say something, it, you're already you're already not <laughs> being your pure self. I like I was listening to a, uh, it was the Alan Watts podcast and there was he had like Krishnamurti on there. I don't even know who that is, but it was a really good talk. And he constantly refers to himself as the speaker. It's it's a way that he keeps himself from identifying with, with the, his body and his mind and the person talking. So he'll say, are you listening to the speaker or are you mesmerized, you know, to the audience? You know, don't pay attention to the speaker. What the speaker is doing is not important. It's what the speaker is saying. So he never refers to, you know, his body and mind and the thing that's talking as himself. He's not saying, listen to me, I'm speaking. He's saying, listen to the speaker and what the speaker is saying. It's like an interesting, it's a subtle little switch, but it keeps you from, 
It keeps you from identifying yourself as something you're not by using language. Even though that's the convention, we usually go around speaking like, oh, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. It's like, no, you're not. You're not doing that at all. Like, your body's doing something. Your mind's doing something. But you're not doing anything, you know? You, what you really are is not doing anything. Your body may be doing something, but that's not you, you know? Yeah, so, and, anyway. like, uh, I, I had this moment where, because um, some of this stuff, I mean, like, to to a... Uh, to an ego, I suppose is a good way of saying it. To an ego, some this stuff is terrifying, mm-hmm. or, or or it seems silly, <laughs> or seems silly, or or whatever. Like I'll get scared sometimes because it'll just be like, well, am I not? Do I not exist? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that kind of shit. But I can also remember that at the time that I was sort of in this zone and it sucks to talk about it in the past tense because now I'm not, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's like, you know, it's like, why couldn't I just stay there? You know what I mean? Because it wasn't, it wasn't scary. It was in the moment. It wasn't scary after the fact it was scary because I wasn't being that anymore. And it's like, oh well, now yeah. I, now I know this is all bullshit. But I'm now I'm, I, but at the same time, I believe it, kind of. Yeah, but I'm pre- like, I I know this is bullshit deep in my heart, but I'm gonna keep pretending like it's not because I have shit to do today, you know. And I that's that's where I start to go wrong because it's like, I just start pretending like, well, you know, I, I have to get up and brush my teeth because like that's what I'm. I need to do that. Like that's like a thing that people do to like be normal people. And then as soon as I, I'm, you know, as soon as I'm brushing my teeth, I'm no longer just, you know, myself. I'm, I'm now I'm Adam who is brushing his teeth. You know, it's, it's a weird, um, damn, it's really hard to talk about, but there are moments when I feel really like I can, when I say me, it, it like, I know who I'm referring to. And those are the times where if I'm, if I can really get into that state of consciousness where I know who I know who I am. Or, like, I know I'm much closer to myself than what I'm normally being. And this is so hard to describe. Wow. This is, like, really a challenge. But it's, like, when I say look at me, I'm really talking about, like, me, me. And not just, like, hey, look at my body or look at my eyes or something, which is what I normally mean. If I say look at me, Seamus, and when you look at my face or whatever, I'm, like, yeah, now you're looking at me. But you can't you can't ever see me. You know what I mean? I'm behind all of this shit, you know? And once when I'm really in that state of consciousness where I'm aware of the fact that I'm behind my face, you know, or like I'm inside my body, but I'm not that, you know, what people are looking at is just the outer shell. The life experience is 180 degrees better than, than when you're walking around as an ego. It's it's like a hundred percent It's a different thing. Yeah. It's, it's a different, it's a, it's like, uh, because, because you have this space where it's almost like, I'm no longer really attached to what's going on, but I get to watch it all, and it's all pretty cool when I'm not emotionally invested in any of it. You know what or, I mean? Or personally invested. Personally in invested. Like, yeah. I could still be like, because it's not like, um, it's not like, it's not even like the the ego goes away. I don't think, but also I, I, maybe it does at some point. But from my experience when I was in that zone, it was like, I could, I still had to talk sometimes, you know? Right. 
mm-hmm. and, and you still have to Brush interact and do shit. You still do mm-hmm. all the things. You still do. It, it's like Seamus would still be around, sort of, but I wouldn't be personally invested in Seamus. <laughs> you know, right? Like, yeah. Like yeah. One of the yeah. things I was thinking, like when I was in one of these zones, as we we're referring to them for this sake of this conversation. Was I remember thinking to myself like, oh, okay, 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 okay. So I just have to keep him happy, and I can I can be free and I can like do my work as long as I keep. And the him I'm referring to is like what I usually refer to as me or what I usually think of as me, and like the person who is hung, who gets hungry and who gets tired and who has problems and who you know has to do things. I, I remember sitting back and watching myself breathing and watching my my mind working, and. If I make my, if I like made myself happy, like no, just be happy. You know what I mean. You're alive. Everything's fine. Just be happy. Then there was like a sense of, like, uh, well, now, now I can actually fucking think. Now I can actually do. I can do something that I that I want to do. It's not just like, oh, well, this guy's hungry, so we have to go get food now, or this guy is bored, so we have to find some way to entertain him. It was like, you know, so that was the takeaway point from that was like, if you keep him happy. <laughs> then you can do your work. And that's really what it feels like when I get into like the zone or whatever. It's what I normally refer to as myself. It feels like a a person that I'm controlling. It feels like, Mm, well, this is, you know, this is, this person is mine. Yeah. Like I had, I had a feeling of, uh, uh, being like incredibly old kind of. And I was looking at, 20, I forget when this happened, 24, 25 year old Seamus in the mirror. And I was like, who the fuck is that? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, but, but it wasn't like a scary thing. It was just like, oh, that's kind of weird. Look at that dude. What the, whoa. And then I like, I sat, I remember I played this game, Apotheon. It was a really cool game. And I was going on a date that night. And that date went fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it went great. It was awesome. It was such a fun time. Um, and it was like, it felt like, how could it How could it go bad? It's not going to go yeah. bad. Nothing's really going to go bad. <laughs> yeah, and uh, even if it does go bad, it's just like, it's almost like, you know, like you spill milk, you know? You got to just, you just sop it up, and it's no big deal. You know, it's that kind of thing where it's like... Yeah. There's no way it could go bad because there's no outcome. Even if like, I went outside, I was even dude. thinking like even even if there was like an argument, like I'm not going to argue with someone in this state of mind. Like it's just not going to happen. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I'm not yeah, going to yeah. get upset with yeah, somebody. Exactly, like, exactly. Like it seemed like it seemed like the bad things were sort of out of the realm of possibility because of it. It's almost like you know if you're standing up, you can't sit down. Right, right, exactly. And I'm standing up right now, so all all those sitting problems, I I can like. I can rest assured that they're not going to affect me because I'm standing up now, you know? I know exactly yeah. what you mean. It's so hard to talk about. It's so hard. And I just, I want, I want, that's, that's what I want from Sadhguru, if I'm being honest with myself. I, I would love to go see him and him click his fingers or something, and I just go, oh, yeah, fuck, right. Like, oops. You know, it, it yeah, just, yeah. I, I just, because I, I think what it is is it's just a matter of attention, and I don't understand how to control my attention at this point, or if I even can, because it seems like a lot of the times I'll slip back into, I am Seamus Millar, 
26 years old. Oh, you're getting pretty old, buddy. Slightly what have you anxious, accomplished? You know? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like, what, 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 what are you doing with your life? You know what I mean? Like that kind yeah. of shit. And, uh-huh. and, but when you're in that zone, you're like, I'm not doing shit. Even though I'm like, you know, I'm still doing stuff. I'm not doing, I'm not doing shit. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. if I was a fucking famous billionaire, I'm not doing shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everything all good. I ain't doing shit. I'm not doing shit, man. I'm not. Yeah. But, but I think I am a lot of the times. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm st- I started to, uh, I thought for a long time, I was like, man, if, if I could just, like you're saying, it's like an attention issue, right? So it's like, uh, it's almost like you have a controller and, it, and attention is like one of the buttons and you can like place your attention at different places so it's like you can pay attention to a movie you can pay attention because you have bills to pay um or you can pay attention to like yourself and like what your yourself is doing you know and it's if you put your attention there everything else not only gets taken care of but you also feel a lot better while it's happening and i so when i was first like realizing this i guess you could say um I thought like if I all I have to do is just be like mentally tough essentially and like just kind of keep my attention at a certain place or you know keep my back straight and that you know if I can place my attention at the right spot then all my problems will be taken care of and I can just go on this path but the issue is the issue is like you said it's how do you control your attention how do you you know cuz it's like how, that you get to this problem where it's like, well, I kind of have to, I have to do other shit. So is that going to interfere with my being paying attention to myself? You know, like let's say if I have to pay a bill, like am I going to get lost while I'm paying the bill? I don't want to get lost, you know. And it, it, there's this weird conundrum that happens. So what I've been realizing is it's it's like for sure if you are really good enough at holding your attention somewhere, that's that's a way to do it. And uh, I'm realizing though that it's like a whole fucking package if you really want to stay in that zone it's like you have to eat right you have to exercise you have to meditate and you know some there's like i mean there's a bunch of shit you can do but it's like for sure you could you know be in that place all the time and eat junk food and blah blah blah. but it's like you'd have to be so fucking you'd have to be so focused and so attentive and and just so skillful at navigating your own mind because there's going to be junk being thrown at you from all different angles and you have to like be nimble enough to like work around it and only stick with the the shit that's useful or you can just empty your mind out from of all the junk you know and that's food that you eat gets turned into stupid ass thoughts um if you don't exercise that also will turn into stupid ass thoughts things like that where it's like but if you do all those things it'll just happen naturally where you'll just be sitting down and be like i'm chilling right now i don't feel like doing anything nothing's wrong my body feels good my mind is you know feeling nice and good and now I can just sit back. And that's what I was thinking is like, keep this, keep him happy, right? Feed him good food, think him good thoughts, you know, and there, that way you can sit back and he can do his thing and you can sit back and do and be useful and like actually do the things you want to, I want to do, you know, but you know, all I have to do is keep this guy happy, but I'm not good at that. <laughs> you no. know, I'm not good at that. It's not easy, man. Life is, uh. It's not it's a easy. Bitch. It's a tricky bitch. Yeah, I, I, I've been I having this thought recently of just like, I just wish I could just kind of be. Well, because I've been meditating recently, all right? I've been, I, I think I, I might have brought this up on the show, but it's, it's bringing back, back up a lot of like, I don't want to say regrets necessarily, but like just paint, you know, stuff from the past and uh, thoughts, images, ideas, concepts that I've picked up along the way that suck. And I'm like, I don't. I want to. 
Because when I say I want to do it, it's 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 like the mind saying that still. You know what I mean? Because like the 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 person or whatever the fuck it is doesn't give a shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? For myself, doesn't give a shit. Yeah, the self doesn't give a shit, but I give a shit, and I kind of I want to just be like restored to factory settings. You know what I mean? Just bring it back. Because like I always, you know, when we used to hang out at the apartment, I used to bring it up all the time, and I realized why now and. and now little Lisa's only nine years old. All, she's trying to figure out why like all the experiences that why she's I mean, all alone I had this and they never met her family. Like, oh, wow. Mama's always gone and she never met her dad. Part of her is missing and nobody will listen. Mama's own drugs getting up in the kitchen. Bring it home in the different hours of the night. Starting with some laughs, usually ending in a fight. Sneaking in a room when her mama's knocked out. Trying to have his way and little Lisa says out. She tries to resist but then all he does is beat her. Tries to tell her mom. But her like, mama I'm don't believe like her. Lisa stuck up in the world on her own. You know, before I went to grade school, that kind of shit. In that zone where I don't know anything, everything's great. You know what I mean? And now it's like I know too much. Or I think I know too. You know, I know a lot of shit. Well, you know a lot of the wrong things. Right, right. I've learned a lot of bullshit. And, and the most important thing that you learned that was bullshit is that the earth is actually flat. Oh, it's round. Yeah, no, that's bullshit. Dude. That's bullshit. I remember as a kid. Well, it's just like, yeah. Fuck it, dude. I'm looking up at the sky. I don't see any curvature of the earth, bro. It's gotta be black. Um, anyway, so grandkids, we're gonna go see our boy side too. We might come back and then we might fall back into the bullshit. Um, so we'll see. We'll see you guys on the inside, crying on the That's the end of April, so we got a couple of episodes before that. But we'll record down there, though. We'll record down there. Two days. It's really long. The second day is like eight hours. Or something. I don't know how. Do you have chairs? Did you have chairs last time? My legs are falling asleep sitting here for this hour. You know what I mean? Oh, what a bitch. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying, man. You gotta eat right, keep your body flexible, and that those thoughts will come into your head. Oh, God, my back hurts, my leg hurts. You know? And if those don't come into your head, you can sit for hours and, and just chill and be happy. And not that I'm not saying I'm in that place because my back is starting to hurt too, but I was, I used to be in really fucking good shape. Little Eric that was one of those things I realized was like, fuck, she's my body trying to figure why the world is so cold. So she pops and to get rid of all the pain. Like the she's having really sex with a boy who's 16. Like Emotions run deep and she thinks she's in love. Yeah, that's like so a, there's no protection. Like he's using no glove. Never like, thinking about the consequences of her actions. Living for today and not tomorrow's satisfaction. The days go by and her belly gets big. The father bails out. He ain't ready for a kid. No one a mom will blow it all at a proper and, uh, Plus she lives more, so no money for abortion. Erica is stuck up in the world on her own. Forced to think that yeah. hell is a place called home. Nothing else to do but get Getting her clothes on the train. packed. She says yeah. she's about to run away and never come back. I feel better. Yeah,
I can only imagine what you're going through, ladies. Sometimes I feel like running away myself. So do me a favor right now and close your eyes. And picture us running away together. When we come back, everything is going to be okay. Open your eyes. 